Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. So why don't you tell us about your experience watching uh, this past week's AEW Dynamite? Oh my lord. So <laughs> Just get a bit ago. Well, I took a big walk, you know, and I've just been dead today. And uh I made some dinner, and I made some dinner. It was right. It was right before the main event of SmackDown, which I was watching. It was right yeah. before uh, uh, Matt Riddle, or just Riddle, and uh, and uh, Solo Satake. Is that is that it? Sokoa. Sokoa. Solo Sokoa. Satake. Yeah. Solo Sake. Yeah. yeah. Solo Sake. Solo Cup. You know, um, Aaron Solo, and uh, yeah, you know, I. Um, had it on and I was sort of laying on the couch and um, my friend MB was just like, oh yeah, I'm coming over because Tony my roommate and I, or Tommy, Tony and him are going to watch the Braves game. Assuming I'm going to join him after this. Um, my level of um, sleepiness permitting. Yes. But um, but yeah, no, I just, you know, dozed off and then I woke up and paused it as, uh, for a knock on the door and there's a nice freeze frame that I think, I guess, could be you know, if we're going to do a four square, I guess we could have one of these where it says, you think I'm an idiot on, on, <laughs> on the um, on the closed caption. It has Max just holding up the uh, microphone looking at Darby. So you got to love it. to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 103. My name is Brett Jagger, along with my good friend, Beaumont Rand. Hey, everybody. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I can feel the energy in your voice right off the bat. Oh, boy. No, it's, um, I had a big weekend, had a big, big, big weekend, you know, like, big... like pr- pr- probably one of the bigger ones I've had, like probably one of the, like the, you know, stayed up till 4 a.m. Friday, yeah. Saturday. Oh, you know. shit. Like 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 double whammy. What weekends. did you do Friday again? Because obviously we were together Saturday, but I couldn't remember. Exactly. Teats. <laughs> yeah, but were you just out at the bars or what? No, no, yeah, yeah. I met I met Teats at fucking <laughs> big bar. Not talking about bad dude Tito, but uh, your boy TT. Uh, speaking of Teats, Tim King says Teats, Mister Nothing. Hello. What's up, what's up, Tim King? Mr. King, hello. Teats King. Teats King, baby. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We love you here. Uh, but yeah, we had ourselves a nice little Saturday uh, yeah, celebrating our friend Shane's birthday. Yes. Did a little bar hopping around town. Uh, mm-hmm. We both left our credit card at the last <laughs> We did. We did. I, I just retrieved mine earlier today. Um, but yeah, I've been moving a little slow. But uh, oh, yeah. we, we battled through last night and the... Uh, 
focus of this episode is largely going to be about Derby City Wrestling. Well, well I think there were stimuli all around us. There, you, know, there damn, was, you are there right was, about yeah, that. Yeah, there's stimuli um, around us. But just the second taping of Derby City Wrestling here in our now our collective home of Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, great time. We're going to get way more into that. But uh, we powered through that, and uh, yeah, we've both been slogging a little bit today but uh mm. excited to be here and uh talk about some more indie wrestling which is uh i don't want to say niche but becoming a little bit more mm. of uh what we're all about here yeah and, yeah uh, and, and like, like in a good variety of stuff like this one definitely has sort of a different flavor than than what we've seen before you know yes. like it's, it's interesting so yeah and again we are going to dig deep into that here shortly but uh uh, before we really get in, and we're also going to review, well, review, talk about uh, this past week's SmackDown, which I believe is a first here on the Brain Buster Boys that we've done like a no, full all the way through, yeah. episode of SmackDown. Uh, reason being, I mean, you know, you hadn't watched Dynamite yet as of last night, and we yep. talked last time, which shit, it's been like two weeks now. We had had ourselves a, just a tiny little break, but you know, with the success of WrestleMania. And, well, now who the hell knows what's going on with Vince. But, you know, everything going on. And maybe uh, we've got a little something cooking related to this. Right. But we are uh, we decided or thought, well, maybe we'll talk a little more WWE here on the show. Uh, yeah. You know, we've been reviewing all the pay-per-views of late. Um, so I gave you the choice initially, and you deflected back to me. And I'm like, I did. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I, think I, I, I was leaning more towards SmackDown. Just for you know? something different. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Dynamite, like the first hour was great. And then it really kind of fell off a cliff towards the end. Um, but SmackDown, yeah, just a nice, solid show through and through. Three really nice matches. And yeah, uh, yeah so we'll be talking about that. And just a small little sprinkling of Dynamite since you uh, passed out during it. But, uh, <laughs> um, but before we dig in, it is all over the place. It's not necessarily something I want to talk too much about, but it's out there. It appears that CM Punk is making his return to AEW. Tim, if you're still watching, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> again, I, I was completely over it. Um, you know, I guess I kind of had to think this was going to happen. A lot of money on the table. And don't get me wrong, before the the brawl out, if you will, like Punk was... And in the ring, he was doing some great shit. Like the MJF feud was awesome, you know, hangman stuff aside, because a little biased, but, uh, you know, the stuff he was doing with Mox was good. Um, I know there's other shit, but like it was cool to see him back initially. And, uh, you know, he ruined it all. But, you know, I'm not mad about this, of course. Right. I'm not happy about it because, you know, and he did what he did and just left a bad taste in my mouth. And, you know, of course, people in the locker room and, you know, I'm going to side with uh, the elite boys here, just being the mark that I am and being it all in and et cetera, et cetera. And Punk's just a prick. But uh, it is interesting. And apparently it's going to coincide with their new Saturday night show, which is apparently going to be called Collision. Was it Saturday night? I thought it was Saturday afternoon. I believe it's going to be Saturday, Saturday night. night. Oh, I, gotcha. okay. I had speculated that maybe it would be not really speculated, but kind of hoped it would that's, be that's the morning City wrestling's time slot. Yeah. Well, damn, you know, just yeah. I, like I just I grew up on Saturday morning WCW. So mm-hmm. anywho, 
Sounds like they're going to have like a roster split, kind of how Raw and SmackDown is, and you'll have a Dynamite crew and a Collision crew. Again, this is all just well, what's happening with Rampage. Is Rampage just going to be? A... It would still kind of just be what it is, you know, okay. its own vehicle to you know kind of keep getting people out there. But mm-hmm. it would definitely be the C show, no doubt about it. Right. Yeah. Um. So again, this is all. None of this is official. It's all from the dirt sheets, if you will. But it's fascinating. That's for sure. What do you think about it all? The Saturday show, the separate rosters, CM Punk coming back. Are you excited at all? Well, you know, I, I, what I are your in, feelings? I think in general, it seems like it's a win for all parties. Like, like, well, I guess we'll, I'll talk about it from the CM Punk perspective. But, like, I think it's a win from both parties. You know, you don't have that big break. And, like, you know, he gets to come back. And, you know, AEW gets to kind of – not sweep it under the rug, but I mean, you know, make bygones be bygones with it or attempt to, you know. So I know like like obviously like hard feelings in terms of like what happened and in terms of the uh, personnel involved. But it seems like at least for them, you know, they. I mean, I don't want to use the word dodge the bullet, but, you know, they they, they, they took a punch, yes. you know, and, and, and seem like that they're going to kind of survive this. Um, and they're going to have like story shit with it, like, like sure. bake, bake the fuck in, you know, so that's obviously got to be exciting from a booking perspective. But yeah, it'll be weird, you know, uh, obviously we'll see how that kind of, you know, meshes and, you know, I mean, if I had to pick sides and if I had to pick people I like to watch more, I like Kenny and the Bucks better than CM Punk and his. I mean, I guess he doesn't have any lackeys, but, you know, <laughs> that whole thing, you know, like I, I, I kind of enjoy that sort of side of things more. Um, I mean, I guess the the um, now going to the roster split, that seems like it could be good for, uh, you know, give people more time and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, cre- again, create some storylines. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like once again, it's an expansion and AEW has been kind of in, in expansion mode and and we've called the roster bloated for a long time. So like, mm-hmm. is this going to be sort of a bloated thing in terms of production? I mean, WWE has had that infrastructure for 20 years, you know, so an AEW's had it for less than five. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how that, you know, goes, you know, um, that- yeah, it's a good point you made about the bloating and, you know, if anything, this would help that because, yeah. you know, you'd have two separate shows that are, I believe this is a two hour show, so it's not mm-hmm. another one hour. So it's a, let's call it a flagship, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, you would have those, each of those two hours focused on that portion of the roster. So yeah, it's more television, t- you know, it's twice the television time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think if anything, it helps it. Are they going to be, I don't want to necessarily use the word overexposed, oversaturated, I guess would be a better word. Like, is it too much content? Maybe like it rampage already is not meaningless. You know, there's some good shows, but there's a lot of misses on that show. Still. Yeah. 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 None of their big matches are on that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, from time to time, you know, they'll chuck stuff on there and you know, I could, if I pit, dug deep, you know, I could find some, but yeah, like, 75 80 percent of the time or more the big big television matches are happening on dynamite so it is interesting and yeah good call on like expansion because that is definitely what this is and Mm -hmm. i think the roster you know the roster was too big and that Mm -hmm. you know that could be what prompted this and oh sure yeah it has to be yeah in terms of punk like what's out there currently is that the elite still have zero interest in working with him 
Hence why this would be a split crew. Like you'd have the elite crew and the punk crew. And this collision show would be built around punk. The elite would still stay on dynamite. <clears throat> you know, and, so, and, then, and then they just have to coexist under the large tent. And then at pay-per-views, yeah. you would have them together, of course, at the yeah. four a year. And, you know, maybe they would add more. I guess five, if you count Forbidden Door now, it seems is going to be an annual thing. Yeah. You know, maybe they add one more, make it six. But, yeah, yeah I mean, that's kind of how WWE's been. Well, I guess they so they used to have like Raw only pay per views and SmackDown only pay per views, and then for like the big four, they would come together. Right. So, yeah, it is. It's kind of the next phase of things here. Um, you know, if he is coming back, I think there's a huge missed opportunity if they never do anything with Punk and the Elite because. Oh yeah, that's it's it's like you know biggest uh, stars in the company, and there's real shit. So yeah. sometimes the best on screen stuff comes from real life stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, again, I'm I'm kind of getting over the whole I hate punk thing because he, you know, he was still one of my favorite wrestlers for a very long time, but just kind of was screwing up a good thing here. But again, let's I know uh, who gives a fuck about ratings, but. <laughs> The thing is, CM Punk was a big ratings draw for them, and yeah, big they have, yeah. have they were consistently close or at the million, you know, viewers every week for Dynamite. Now they're more like eight seventy, you know. Um, mm. So again, I get it from that perspective. He was moving merchandise. He was helping the ratings. He is a fucking star, no doubt about it. Yeah, um, I saw his action figure in Walmart today. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that? yeah. No, I, I did see that. Yeah, like, I think his was like pretty upfront because they had the two racks of the WWE and two racks of the AEW. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's still there. And yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I guess it's the it's the Dynamite before Forbidden Door, which is like late June. Um, that um, oh, we got a comment here, Dane Becker. Hello. Wanted to stop in and thank you guys for coming out last night to our DCW show. Hope to see you guys come out again next month. Sincerely. Thank you, Dane, thank you, for Dane. tuning in. Yeah. Uh, yes, we are definitely planning on coming yeah, back. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we really loved there. it, and we are about to talk about it pretty extensively here shortly. So appreciate you tuning in. Um, but, yeah, just to put a bow on this, it's supposed to occur allegedly at the final Dynamite before Forbidden Door in late June, which is in Chicago. So, okay. again – capitalizing on that chicago crowd it's all you know it'll be a big deal even though everyone kind of knows it's coming it's going to be a big deal i'll get over it i'm sure as long as the product still stays good which you know they had that bit of a lull after all out but you know full gear was great and everything since has been pretty damn solid so um yeah we'll see but uh, it's going to be interesting to see if and when, you know, he and the elite mix it up because FTR said on Instagram or something, or maybe even been Dax's podcast specifically that FTR and CM Punk versus the elite at Wembley Stadium yeah. would be a big match. So exactly. Yeah, that's that's out there now. So mm. who knows? I mean, it could already could be done. I don't know. But yeah. uh, now we're just dealing with too much speculation. So. That's fun speculation, though. It is. I mean, like, it is. And I think For that's sure. what AEW needs is that kind of fun, you know, like, kind of, like, hype up speculation, talk about it. I mean, I guess they're doing, you know, all, you know, replacing all out with, with all in, right? With the second all Apparently, in. Apparently, they're still going to do all out. Really? Um, are they? Which would be, like, the next week. 
Oh, so, wow. Like, like so they're again, do- not official, but someone on Twitter, I can't, I think it was a wrestler. Like, Bo- be like it might have an- been Anthony Bowens. Like, someone had asked, like, oh, with all in, is all out not happening? And he said, no, it is. Mm-hmm. So, again, we shall see. But, uh, yeah, big things coming with, I mean, double or nothing. We'll roll right into Forbidden Door and then. I guess it'd be two months, but all in end of end of August. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be a great and interesting summer for AEW. It will be, yeah. I mean, like this is uh, you know definitely a interesting shot in the arm. We'll see uh, see how it goes, see how it enters the bloodstream and stuff. Dane Becker, thank you again, man. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it. Um, yeah. I mean, we had a we had a big blast as we're about to go into here shortly. So or or now. Yeah, and I guess, uh, yeah, let's just springboard right in. So, uh, yes, we last night attended Derby City Wrestling here at the Norton Sports and Learning Complex. Uh, yeah, I, I kept forgetting what it was. It's a bit of a mouthful, you know, yeah. like, like, like the name is. It's a cool name, though. Like west of downtown here in Louisville. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in huge Port, building. Yeah, yeah. What were you going to say? No, I believe it's in Portland proper. Oh, the Portland neighborhood, yes. Portland neighborhood, yeah. Yes, very Mm -hmm. big building, um, but an excellent venue for wrestling. Yeah, I mean. And this was, you know, so again, don't want to be comparing too much to other indie shows we've been to, because this was definitely, you know, it's a a television show. So it's Mm going to be a step up in terms of production and whatnot from, you know, some of the other indies, but... Just kind of what do you think? So now we've been to three together. We went to the one in Milwaukee in the back of a Mexican restaurant, which was tight. Yeah. We've been to Wrestle Arts now twice at the Irving Theater, which yes. you know seems more of like a music venue type space. Oh, it totally and, is. You know, and then especially this, speaking to my boy. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the big hound, the big houndmouth fan. Yes, you know, exactly. Man, Shane guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should have mentioned that this week. Yeah, we should have. Yeah. And then this was in seemingly a large indoor track facility yeah it seems like what it was for because it was way too big for basketball and yeah. th- those bleachers don't come out far yeah we enough, got so. in there we're like geez this is huge yeah like like like, it, like literally arena football could be played in there yeah probably you know? yeah but yeah basketball like i kind of realized i'm like there's enough basketball facilities here like high schools freedom hall knights hall you know broadbent arena you know good old like, you know, places like that and VM Center, obviously. So, like, I, I totally get why it's not used for basketball. But, yeah, big indoor and track facility that, according to Colton, was built during COVID. Yes. Um, and that just kind of was not used up until, you know, the, the, Recently, the past probably. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, you know, that's it. This is the perfect venue for something like this. Absolutely. You know, yeah. It is. Like, you know, like, it definitely is, like, you know, not in a neighborhood that I'm in a lot. But, no. uh, but yeah, like it's, you know, a pretty great place. It's got like very our, easy highway access. Yeah. 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 Very easy highway access. And like, when you go in there, it's like they had a normal concession stand. Then they also had a grab and go, you know, <laughs> like you would see at the fucking reds, you know, like, there's yeah. also like a Thornton's attached to the building on the other side, like where I came really? in. Yeah. It's Wait, like, like part of the building. No, like a, yeah. like a convenience store. Ah, yeah. I gotcha. Cool. But anyway, yeah. very unique. And yeah, the ring and like the whole wrestling setup was what? A quarter of the space? Yeah, yeah. It, it was in the essentially like back. I mean, if you're facing it from where we walked in, it's in the back right corner. Yeah. You know, and we were only like up against one section of the bleachers and there were three sets, you know, or it was um, 
sort of surrounded on three sides by set up chairs and yeah. stuff. Yeah, pretty which I I mean, got, big crowd which, for sure. Oh, which I know. was glad we were in the bleachers. The bleachers yeah. were where it was at. In yeah, my opinion, big crowd, yeah. lively crowd, and especially around we were sitting in the bleachers. Yes. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Um. And and just kind of another like thing about this was um, you know, I sort of made the comparison. This sort of was like I could tell that there was like infrastructure in some sort of like a an apparatus there like you know like somebody tapped into a vein of like wrestling interest that already existed and built this thing up around it yeah you know like th- 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 this is what, what what it felt like it felt like you know it wasn't just some sort of like grassroots thing but it was rather like you know like something that was sort of built up around like a significant wrestling interest that was already there you know, it like capitalized on something and like this is the second show and there are people there just losing their minds, yeah. you know. So like, yeah, like, you know, um, it definitely um, had to feel like, you know, like it capitalized on, you know, an interest that was already there, you know. And I thought like, you know, you know, with like you're saying the whole TV perspective and stuff mm-hmm. and the production quality. I mean, you know, it, it was, you know, like it was extremely well done. It was, it was impressive. You it know, didn't I, feel like an indie show at all. No, no, it did not. It felt like, you know, a showcase of, you know, just kind of, I mean, there were AEW people there. There were from impact people there, yeah. you know, people we had seen, you know, like half the people there, I feel like I had seen before, or I've heard you talk about. Yeah. And I mean, there were what, maybe two matches where I didn't know either of the wrestlers, which again, for an indie show, you know, it's usually a lot of people you've never heard of, Yeah, but yeah, they had a, a good roster of folks here which again we're not so we're not gonna go through the results because we i kind of thought about this like late in the show yeah, this yeah. is taped for television so what we all just saw won't even air for like at least a couple of weeks and it'll probably be like three or four different shows yeah so for anyone in the louisville area or you know whatever we don't want to be uh, in the business of spoiling here no. but we are going to talk about each of the matches and the competitors we saw and just kind of talk about the experience we had. Cause like Bo said, it was a, a very uh, fun crowd around us. It no was, doubt about yeah, it. Big time. And yeah, just a very, very fun matches all night. You know, it, it definitely went by pretty quickly. I think we it got did. Out of there like two and a half hours from start of show. To I the would end. say so. Yeah. You know, it started like at six. We were out of there by like, yeah, eight 30. Yeah. Like that. But yeah, so, and in terms of like the backing of this, um, you know, so David Marquez, who I first knew from being the interviewer in NWA, always thought he was awesome. Just a classy guy, always wearing a tux as he was yesterday. Great interviewer. Yeah. Um, Good host, you know, kind of like dealt with the crowd and stuff. For sure. Yeah. Very natural. He's the guy who runs it. um, And I mentioned along with Ace Steel, who... Speaking of the brawl out, was a part of that and ended up uh, being dismissed from AEW after that. But uh, obviously, he's been around the business for a long time and a great mind in the business. So a good guy to have on board. But what I didn't know is it's part of what's called the United Wrestling Network, which we found out yesterday, which is a, a sanctioning body that I guess it's this and like three other promotions. I think they're mostly in like L.A. because Marquez even referenced the crowd in L.A., and telling them how the crowd in Louisville was better. Um, so that definitely makes more sense. And you had also asked about like champions and belts. So yeah, there yeah. are United Wrestling champions. Yeah, okay. Yeah. One yeah. of them is Danny Limelight, who was our first uh, wrestler. Or was he the first? Uh, yeah, first. Sec- 
first second. wrestler, second total. Yes, first wrestler we interviewed what a uh, couple summers ago, I guess. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it was like May twenty twenty one. Yes, but he because he was at the first Derby City show, and he is one of like the United Correct. Wrestling Network champions. So. Correct. Yeah makes sense so um because yeah we were like they don't have belts yet but that that makes sense so who knows maybe there will be like a derby yeah. city wrestling champion specifically for here yeah. at some point but or, or, or looking at this as sort of like an individual show within that larger umbrella yeah you know yeah this is what it seems like so so yeah and it's like kind of good that like you know whenever the belts like actually come in you know the stakes are kind of like all of a sudden really high mm-hmm. you know like yeah i think that that, that that could be just sort of an interesting take on that because i mean like I, it's not like i even needed them you know i just kind of enjoyed the matches and just sort of what was put in front of me yeah yesterday so yeah yeah and there were very we noticed this about like probably halfway through or more that there had been like very few or no promos um so then we thought oh they probably pre-tape them kind of how we did for wrestle arts which you know when we were doing our interviews as part of that show they literally pulled us out you know in the midst of the show to get more content so Clearly, they're doing some, you know, backstage stuff at different times. But then later on, we did have what his name was Dylan Bostic had a, oh, a nice yeah, yeah. in-ring that, that, heel promo. Yeah. And then the interview with Pretty Peter Avalon, which was classic. Um, but yeah, so it was just it was mostly straight up wrestling. Um, you know, because it's their second show, you can tell they're still working the kinks out a little bit. You know, there were multiple times where like they would start someone's music and stop. And, you know, just obviously that's stuff they're going to get better at as this keeps well, going. Well, but... I kept wondering what, if it was like TV pauses, you know, because yeah. the, the one group that I kept watching were uh, was that group that was by the control panel. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, or or I mean, I guess it's, you know, like a the very sound simplified word for it. Yeah, yeah. They were there and I saw like, you know, people making like signals and stuff. So I was just kind of like wondering if it was sort of like these different like TV pauses just for, you know camera angles or to get this and that right you know yeah. like like you know as somebody who's not super familiar with the behind the scenes wrestling tv production you know uh that was sort of at least when my mind filled in the gaps with yeah for but, yeah. sure mm-hmm. but no by and large just a great time you know the crowd was very engaged throughout very, um, yeah yeah very you know so let's yeah. just i mean anything else just about the show in general the production i mean it was very the lighting was awesome yeah obviously you could tell they had a guy shooting up on like a a riser as well so you know this was a television product yeah unlike the majority of indie shows that you'll go to yeah but this just had obviously just a bigger more polished feel it did yeah well most of the indie shows i've been to that like the crowd can get like really into it and like which like you know i'm you know like especially for the Milwaukee indie show, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was you. Uh, subject number, yeah, that was totally me. You know, there was our Hoodfoot girl, you know, uh, last wrestle arts. So like, yeah, you know, people can like you know get real like like be sort of right there. But this they had like the barricades and stuff. Yeah, you know, th- like I said, this was sort of yeah again a step in the direction of television. Yeah, you could just tell, and especially from their second show, you know, polished. Yeah, is is, is a great thing. You I'll know? be curious and, yeah. to see what it looks like on TV. Like, you know, just like viewing, you know, we were obviously there, but just to view what it looks like on TV. I think it's Saturdays at noon. Mm. So we'll definitely have to give one of these a watch and probably Mm. see ourselves at some point because we were. Oh, yeah. We were on the side of the hard cam, but pretty much dead center. 
Like yeah. so, like you said, in the bleachers that were behind those seats. But I mean, two hundred plus people at this thing, probably. I would think, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, just kind of considering that, and just the people who were just kind of there beside us. Yeah, I would say uh, two hundred. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a it was a good crowd. Um, so yeah, let's just kind of get into it. Um, I think I've got here. Let me pull up. I I wrote down all the matches because I knew they weren't all listed. So yeah, we had ten matches, and again, we're not gonna talk results, but just talk about the competitors, what we liked, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, started it off with um, a tag team match: technical difficulties versus audacity. Um, Audacity had a guy, it was Omega and Carson Drake, I believe. And Omega, definitely the fan favorite. A lot of local guys, you know, a lot of Louisville, some Lexington, some Cincinnati, some Columbus. Um, I believe one of these teams was from the Louisville or Kentucky area. Uh, I know Carson Drake had been in Cincy Wrestling. That was a name I was aware of, but... Um, I would say Omega, definitely the fan favorite here, definitely got the crowd. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely did. Yeah. You know, for uh, for Audacity, for sure. You know, the other guys played like pretty good heels, too, Yeah. on top of that. Yeah. You know, like, and, and like I said, everybody was like just pretty on point, too, especially with the guys playing heels. Like when you had hometown people, um, you know, yeah, like, you know, all fun stuff. Yeah, and uh, technical difficulties had some nice bright attire. They did. Um, Audacity, our guy Drake had the the megaphone that he wasn't using, and I'm like, you got to use the megaphone not to cheat, but just to talk. But he yeah. did finally do it after the match. Yeah. Um, Omega, a short guy, but very stout, dressed like a boxer, barefoot, and again, like just really brought the energy. Um, but yeah, it was a, a fun opener for sure. Pretty quick, but definitely one that got the crowd going and again we you know we've been talking about the crowd but why don't you tell us what was it like kind of being smack dab you know the bleachers specifically were from what and again it's where we were but felt more rambunctious than the oh floor. yeah yeah well i mean like you had two things you had kids that were just kind of doing a lot of kids a lot of kids a lot of kids having fun but just constant motion yeah yeah constant just moving around everywhere you know though my favorite was the girl in the tutu in front of us who was like playing with her ipad and then just spinning around having the time of her life but then like the adults like (laughs) like 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 there was just like constant like you know just from around us just and it was different people at different times, you know. Just it, yelling. It peaked during the Jake something match. Yeah. Like, I would say so, you know. But, Which yeah. just just a great just, fucking match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, yelling at the crowd and stuff. Or yelling at yelling. So at we the had, like, the, yeah. the, the older gentlemen behind us, which were kind of the first ones that we well, were Well, he, he was with. a big fan of uh, Littlefoot, right? Or was yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Alexis yeah. Littlefoot, who Alexis was in the Littlefoot. second match. And was, yeah, he I, loved also, her. Had, had, a, had a sign. Yeah. Know? I no. believe uh, local to Louisville. I'm pretty Lexington. Sure. Lexington. Okay. I knew yeah. she was Kentucky. Uh-huh. But yeah, the few like older guys behind us to the left who were great. Um, and they had some kids with them. And then, yeah, it was the guys to our right who was, he was the one that had the sign. And he was just chirping the whole time. And he started at the ref, you know, and he was giving me energy. And he certainly, yeah. he knew wrestling, no doubt. Uh, so he and I were definitely having I, a great time. I, I remember at one point, uh, Alexis Littlefoot, like, somehow, like, got her, like, in the hold, like, getting ready to do a suplex. And he was like, ooh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, again, I was building off of his energy. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And then, of course, Lamar Jackson, lady. 
Um, all decked out in her Baltimore, her awesome Baltimore Ravens coat. Which she, which she should be happy because apparently uh, Lamar Jackson got a huge, um, gigantic um, deal um, or potential deal, according to what was it, um, Ian Rappaport. Oh, really? Million I, dollar I, guarantee to, to stay with Baltimore. So. I mean, it was seemingly trending that direction, but I hadn't yeah. seen that news yet. But yeah, so sorry, anywho, about that, but yeah, I, I'm sure she'd be happy about that. She was the star know. of the show, and in fact, was, at the yeah. end when they were kind of giving out like signed pictures for like fan of the night, like oh, we were, we were just, like, like her, pointing her. right at her. And again, she was loud and lively, and I want to. All of this was like respectful within the show. This, oh, this yeah, was yeah. not it, like it, Hoodfoot Lady at WrestleArts where it was like getting personal. This yeah, was yeah, all. Yeah. Everyone's here having a great time and yeah. interacting. Yeah, it was so, exactly what it needed to be. You yeah. know, like, 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 and like to go back, like you know, like this environment, like you know, I feel like they just, you know, there was interest here, and they just like plopped this ring here, and then yeah. you know, if it, it very much like Field of Dream shit, like if you build it, they will come. You <laughs> yeah. know, and and, and and yeah, like you know, I think it was just just pretty pretty perfect for the night. I think, but I will say that she did give fan of the night to the woman in front of her. I know yes, the woman in front of her gave the picture. So like another yeah. awesome thing on her to kind of like you know because you know I remember at some point after she was on she had like her daughter granddaughter niece you know something like yeah. that and the little girl and was just like hanging out there and yeah i think she gave it to the woman in front of her so yeah, yeah. just what a what a pretty cool person all around you know gotta yeah, say yeah but she was just lively and chirping and yeah it was just it was just a great the crowd was great and i felt like where we plop dab where we were was like the hottest part of the it crowd was, it so was, yeah. um but yeah just good stuff so you had mentioned Alexis Littlefoot, who was in match number two against yeah. Allison Kay, who's also Sienna, longtime Impact NWA. I'm sure she's done Ring of Honor. She's been in AEW. She's been around a long time. Uh, but the crowd, very, very hot again for Alexis. You mentioned the guy who had his sign. Um, again, local from Kentucky. So just like, right out of the gate, just excellent action hot crowd and it real these two matches really set the tone for the rest of the night um it did yeah i mean their card like definitely you know had some good matches i had like two big ones at the end um but yeah i mean they were pretty it was pretty hot early on i have to say like their first about three or four yeah you know speaking of really hot the third match which was easily the match of the night and went on my spreadsheet for matches at four plus stars and that is Lord Crew versus Jake something. Um, Lord Crew, a Cincinnati guy. I know I'd seen him at, I believe, NWF up there, Northern Wrestling Federation. I'd been to a couple shows. It's been a while. And he's with Aaron Williams, right? Now. Yeah. Like, with, like, so he was accompanied by the dead ringer Aaron Williams, also from Cincinnati, who main evented the Wrestle Arts show we were at last or early earlier this month yeah just a few weeks ago against nick aldis he was also in the main event here tonight uh, against willie mack but he was doing some great work here uh as in the type of in the kind of manager type role here uh really just right off the bat you know he was kind of chirping with the crowd and you know that was too yeah uh but he was very active uh with the crowd and you know what? I'm just going to go right out and say it. We uh, actually just got a interview confirmation from old Aaron Williams, the dead ringer. Um, very cool that we've seen him. He's main evented both of the last two shows we've been to. Uh, an indie yeah. stalwart here 
in the Midwest and really all around. Um, but very excited to be talking to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does really great work in the ring, you know. Yeah, great both as a wrestler, but we had never really seen him as like a manager, a sidekick role, and he definitely killed it. But and it just added to the match here, which was, you know, the term is or the phrase is overused these days. But it was big meaty men slapping meat, and th- I mean there were multiple times where these two crew and Jake something just collided hard as shit in the middle of the ring. A lot of just bludgeoning of each other. Uh, this was a big boy match, and I loved every second of it. Um, and you had Aaron Williams, that bastard, uh, getting involved in the finish and actually – uh, big skull cane. Yeah. <laughs> and what did they, the guy behind us say? He's dressed like a jockey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think they were – I think the crowd was chanting, saying, like, you play polo? Polo, Remember, yeah. we couldn't really tell, but, like, he had the stick – Someone mentioned the jockey thing. At least to me, that's what I thought they yeah. said. And it's the Derby City. So, sure. yeah. Um, but yeah, great heel work from him and Lord Crew with what I would call a bit of an upset, just oh, given yeah. that, you know, Jake something's a little bit more of an established name. Um, but cats off to Lord Crew. I mean, if I'd seen him wrestle, it was a while ago and I didn't really remember, but he brought it. And, you know, we've seen Jake something. Uh, I mentioned this was the third time you and I had seen him. The first being that Milwaukee indie show, yep. and then Impact Sacrifice last year in Louisville, and now this. The guy's just a fucking beast. Yeah, he's um, a big old guy. Love watching him work every time. But Crew was right there with him, matched it, matched the intensity, matched the hard hittedness, if you will. And again, the crowd was hot, 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 hot. Like you said, this was like. I don't want to, it was not the peak of the show, even though it was the best match. Um, but like for in terms of crowd hotness, you know, many near falls down the stretch, uh, big moves, like I said, and uh, yeah, our girl just yeah, you know, come on, Jake, shit. <laughs> oh, <Jake. laughs> oh man, what was the match? Was this match after that with the the boys? Yes, it was the boys was after. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. She had, she had some stuff for the boys too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what'd you think of this? Uh, oh, I guess we did give away the finish. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. Oops. Uh, Oops. Got carried away talking about our boy Aaron Williams and how great of a job he did. But, um, yeah, we won't do that again. Uh, we can edit that out of the audio version if we want, but we don't need to really. <laughs> uh, but what'd you think of that match? I mean, would oh, you not, agree match of the night? Yeah, for sure? yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was super exciting. I mean, it would, it just, you know, had like, you know, people ringside, you know, like like action out of the ring. You know, it was just, you know, like it, it was very professional. I yeah. Thought, you know, would be a good word. It was It would be a good word to describe it. It just looked like something you would see just on a TV wrestling match, you know, like, yeah, it was, you know, and it was interesting because it was like, what, the third match of the night you said? Yeah. But it felt like, you know, it was sort of the, the like, kind of, kind of the centerpiece, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, we'd kind of like thought, oh, there's probably going to be an intermission, but there was not. And no, they blew right through it. You know, it didn't really need it. I mean, we had, a, there was one match where we went to go get a drink, but it, it never did this feel dragged out or long or anything. No. Um, but yeah, hats off to Crew something mm-hmm. and Aaron Williams for putting on one of the best uh, matches I've seen in indie wrestling. Uh, yep. Another one earlier this year I do want to shout out. It was uh, shit the Dragons versus Fundamental Violence from Wrestle Arts Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, all those would be uh, the top two for me 
maybe ever. I mean, I've only been to probably like a handful of different like indie shows. But anywho, wanted mm-hmm. to give those guys some love. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you mentioned it. Next was Brent and Brandon, the boys, who uh, often are al- alongside Dalton Castle. Against the infantry, Captain Sean Dean and Carly Bravo, who have been very active on Ring of Honor lately. Sean Dean's, you know, been in AEW for a long time. So, again, these are four guys that are on TV all the time um, that, you know, you can see every week. Um, And, again, it showed. This was a very, very fun match for sure. And, again, crowd participation was very high here. But yeah. Just in very entertaining stuff from beginning to end right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, like, like you know, once again, like, just a really exciting, like, high-energy tag team match to just follow this up. And, you know, something that, again, just, just looked the part. Yes. You know, yeah. No doubt about it. Pretty fast-paced, um, you know, because none of these – these are all kind of smaller guys, especially the boys. So, mm-hmm. fast-paced, good teamwork, some flying going on. Not gonna tell you who won. Not no. again. Um, I will but- tell you that that our uh, that our Baltimore Ravens friend was ripping on the one guy with like a man bun. Yeah. But she referred to it as a I ponytail. can't remember if it's Brandon or Brent, but oh, yeah. oh, and she had a ponytail. Yeah. Like it was it was it was the best thing ever, you know. And our guy behind me, um, he was getting on. I think it was Bravo. Yeah. Excuse me, or we both were for not tagging out. He was in there for very long. So again, we were just we were hyped. We were having fun. And also, shout out to the guy in front of us too, who had seen wrestling shows at the Louisville Gardens. He seemed like a really cool guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It said in the eighties. The eighties. So he'd been around for a while. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, just good. You know, good people all around us. We were talking to everyone again. Can't stress it enough. Everyone was having a great time. Um, Which. You know, it's been like that at WrestleArts in Milwaukee. Like, that's kind of a theme, you know. Indie wrestling shows are just a fucking blast. You know, they you're are. directly part of it more so. You know, it's, it's yeah, they're just great. If you've never gone, fucking go. Yeah, they Come really with are. us. Come to Derby City Wrestling. Come to WrestleArts because uh, those are both that we are planning to go to henceforth. I'm sure we'll hit up some Ohio Valley Wrestling, too. So Yeah, I reckon so. Shit. Um... Next up, so these were two guys I was unfamiliar with. We had Rocco Bellagio and, oh, Gar- yeah, and Garrison cool. Creed. Started a little slow, uh, but definitely towards the end, it got a little more exciting. Rocco is a fucking big dude. Yeah. Uh, Creed, I think he was known as the mercenary, had some painted face action. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, once this one got going, I enjoyed it, but just took a little bit to get there. But Rocco was uh, definitely a stout individual, and I really enjoyed his selling throughout. Oh, the- yeah, no, yeah, he had some really good selling. No, he he had he was very sort of classic, like you know, T Tit era. No, yeah, it felt know, like yeah, old like old yeah. school looking guy for yeah, sure. Yeah, old school looking guy just with the you know kind of kind of hit all, all his motions and stuff but no yeah I, i'm you know it did take a little bit to get going and again this was definitely a big change of pace because it was a slower match yeah than, than, than the last and two the first i mean really the first four were all mm. pretty high pace but yeah mm. really the, those last two especially really got it going but yeah no, i think i, I think this one kind of you know it took a minute, but it, but it earned its spot. You know, yeah. I enjoyed it. But yeah, and, and Rocco, I think, you know, also just like, you know, a good classic wrestler. Yeah, you know, for sure. And I think that he like, had the crowd on his side for okay. sure. Because he was, again, well, another and, one. Like, he celebrated. He was giving those kids the hardest high fives yeah. I've ever seen anyone <laughs> give a kid ever. 
Um, because yeah. yeah, we couldn't exactly hear what the ring announcer had said, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure his trunks say Rocco, and then the crowd, you could hear the crowd, Rocco, Rocco. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew Rocco, the last name. You know, could have yeah, been Blasio. We had to look it, it up. Could have been Modern Life. You know, yeah, like, uh, 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 Blasio, the Mirage, the MGM Grand. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So next we had AEW Zone. I believe he's been there since day one. Pretty Peter Avalon. Going up against, I know this was another local. I can't remember if it was Louisville or Lexington, but primetime Bobby Walker. Big fan favorite here for sure. Avalon definitely playing the heel and playing it very well. Um, But yeah, Walker definitely looked good. Had never seen him before, but he had the look. Tall, long blonde hair, bright orange gear, and he... What seemingly looked like a glow stick, like an yeah, orange yeah, glow yeah, stick. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, look it's at that choker, and you're like, looks like a glow stick. Yeah, yeah, it looks like someone like you know threw out a glow stick at Forecastle and he put it yeah. on. Yeah, but it perfectly matched his attire. It did. Um, yeah. but yeah, this was very fun for sure. I mean, obviously Avalon, you know, definitely one of the bigger names here for sure. Really sinking into the heel gimmick, and you know, it was cool seeing him because he's not someone that gets you know hardly any time on dynamite. You know, he's definitely more of a dark and elevation guy, but it was cool seeing him here. And really, just I, you could tell he's just really having a good time, uh, in this role. And uh, yeah. yeah, definitely a fun match here. Yeah, no, it was definitely like it was a really good time, you know, and, and Avalon is having a good time, you know. Um, and you know, he said he's a AEW original and stuff. Um, and like you could tell just kind of like by just sort of his ring awareness and just technicality and execution, you know, yeah. he was really good, you know, especially with that finish, you know, we won't spoil the finish, yeah. but it was a very good, fin- very it, interesting finish. It was a good finish and yeah, hats off to Walker as well. I'm sure that's a guy that I'm sure will be more involved here in Derby city, but I liked what I saw. Yeah. And more to come from Avalon. He had a, a very uh, fun interview with uh, old David Marquez later yes. on. But um, so the next match is when we got up to get drinks. But it started as Damian Chambers versus Mickey Midas. We got up and probably within two minutes, we hear the bell going nuts. Ding, 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 ding. Keeps going, ding, 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 which could only mean one thing. There was an attack, a run-in, because... Anytime the bell just doesn't stop, someone's mm-hmm. getting their ass beat. Yep. Um, and then in classic Teddy Long fashion, we're going to have ourselves a tag team match. Um, yep. They made it a tag match. I'm sorry. I don't know who the other two guys were because we missed that. But the mm-hmm. one um, who joined Mickey Midas uh, had that blue flannel. He looked pretty cool. Mm. Um, and the other was the guy in the bright green who had initially come out with Chambers. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, don't really have too much to say about this because we missed a lot of it. But uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, three more matches Love here. Catch it on TV. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, number eight, we had Big Mama against <laughs> Marty Bell. Uh, I had mistakenly thought that Billy Starks was wrestling Marty Bell, but that was at the previous taping. Yeah. Which I think that episode had just yeah, aired and, and Marty Bell Saturday. beat her, didn't she? Yeah, according to Marty Bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Marty Bell been around NWA a lot uh, recently. Actually, her I think it was her and Allison K had wrestled in Impact. I think they made a challenge for the Knockouts Tag Team Champions. But someone I'm definitely very familiar with has seen. 
And this was certainly a uh, clash of size and styles here. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. And the people around us let us know that. It did, didn't <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Big, you know, like like Big Mama w- was a lot of fun, but yeah, Big Mama cut some flag from the audience. Baby. Yeah, but you know, yeah. Big Mama definitely uh, went to work for sure. Oh um, yeah, no, yeah, and this was like, yeah, definitely a clash of styles. But yeah. um, and, and it, you know, it wasn't given like the you know an insane amount of time or anything. No, but it definitely had like a nice sort of like back and forth and ebb and flow. You know, yeah. like like when Big Mama was given her offense, I mean, she made the most of it. And, and again, and the crowd was like, interested. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. And I yeah. think you, you the kid. This was a big kids match. Yes, yeah. you had said it. Like you see a woman the size of Big Mama in a wrestle. You know, she's rare for that size. You know, you've got. Your Nia Jaxes, your Dew Drops, your Nyla Rose. I mean, there's a lot of bigger women in wrestling, but you know, it's m- more rare than not. So it was depth. And you mentioned it, like the kids are loving it because it is more oh, the, of that oh, spectacle. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. She's a well, large and, woman and, and beating and some ass. Yeah. And at this point, a lot of the crowd, like, like there was a chunk of the crowd that had left because I think it was like school night or some shit. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, like I remember, like, you know, like that sort of like, helped elevate just a bunch of the kids were there and yeah the kids like really get kind of hooked into this match i thought yeah you know for sure mm-hmm. so the penultimate match was we mentioned him earlier dylan bostic who cut a nice long heel promo before the match talking about his win at the previous show i believe over the pope d'angelo de Niro. um but he faced, we thought the name was Brett Reeves, but again, we couldn't really understand it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was there for one reason. Let's just say the match didn't go too long, but um, Bostic uh, was impressive on the microphone, especially. Um, He got kind of that shit-eating heel look to him. Like I mentioned, he kind of looked, he reminded me of Logan Paul a little bit, just the way he, just his look, and he had like that blondish hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know, he definitely seems to be a guy that's going to be in the mix here. You know, as, as a heel, he can definitely yeah. talk. Um, so, yeah, kudos to Mr. Bostic. And uh, yeah, yeah. Looking no, he forward de- to seeing more of him. No, you definitely like in terms of like heat, you know, yes. this time, you know, in terms of talking like this is sort of the one bit. So I think, you know, this is going to be a good starting point for them, you know, um, for like for just heels and just talking and stuff. It seems like this guy is really got it. Yep, and speaking of heels talking, we had David Marquez interviewing Pretty Peter Avalon, um, and don't want to get too too into it, but let's just say uh, Avalon lost some money uh, in the previous show, and uh, he was trying nefarious means as a way to pay this ten thousand dollars to the most professional wrestler Brian Myers, and it turned into a very funny. Uh, interview with Marquez that uh, I really enjoyed both Marquez like as the interviewer I thought was amazing and then of course Avalon really playing into it as the asshole shithead heel well it was neat too just because I feel like Marquez also played like you know the, the role of like establishment person yeah you know like you know which like for interviewers they're usually neutral and he kind of like had his own side to it yes you know sure. yeah um and I thought that was interesting I like yeah that. very very fun stuff <clears throat> And that led to the main event, which was uh, Willie Mack against the dead ringer, Aaron Williams. Um, another one, you know, a bit of a slower start, given it was the main event. We knew it was going to get some time. But once it got cooking, the crowd was really into this. Uh, Willie Mack was great. Dead ringer, Aaron Williams, great yet again. You had not seen Willie Mack. Um, no, I had what'd, not. What would yeah. you think? 
Oh man, he was um, just a big old dude, man. <laughs> he, <laughs> big he, man he, that can move very well. Yeah, yeah, he, he was. Yeah, you know, like definitely, uh, just had some just very slippery, like really great speed. And uh, yeah, no, I thought it, I thought he was great. And Williams again, uh, as the match goes on, slowly loses that tie and starts unbuttoning that shirt a little bit. And I know you pointed that out. <laughs> Oh, he always does. He always yeah. like kind of like like the tie goes, and then like the shirt gets unbuttoned. I think in wrestle arts, he had the whole thing plumb off. I think so, yeah, plumb right off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, another one again. Great crowd energy. Great way to close the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to both guys and really yeah, everyone right. mm-hmm. and the whole crew and the whole production. Um, yeah, it crowd. was awesome. Crowd, awesome. Shout out to our boy Colton. You mentioned him earlier. From yeah. he does the Ring of Honor show every Thursday night on the Turnbuckle Tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, good seeing him and his boys. I believe Richard and Doug. Oh were their yeah, names. yeah, yep. That's um, them. Good dudes. Great to meet them. Hopefully, see them again at future shows. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to spoil the match that was announced for the next one because you know no need to. But yeah. uh, an exciting match that was announced for the next show, which will be May 28th. Yeah, which is Memorial Day weekend. But as of now, we're going to plan on going unless do it. something else comes up. But. Uh, yeah. Any uh, final thoughts on the old DC dub? No, I mean I thought it was just a great way to spend a Sunday night. You know, I'm just kind of glad. Uh, glad we got the opportunity to go. You yes. know, and and just glad we got the in. And uh, I would love to go back. Yeah, great way of putting it. It was a great way to spend a Sunday night. Very very fun stuff. And uh, credit to all there involved. And thanks again to Dane Becker for tuning in. You better believe we'll be hitting you up. Uh, do we have a new ad for this one? Oh, uh, yeah, we do. Hang on one second. Yeah, I think it's tax day. Ah, yes, which is tomorrow, right? Correct. Gentlemen, if you didn't already know, it's tax season here in the U.S. You know what that means? It means that Manscaped is here to make sure your paperwork is done and your boys downstairs are having fun. Ooh. Make sure you spend your tax return money on the important things this year, like family, friends, and ball deodorant. Join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB. Tell them more, buddy. Don't let overlong pubic hair tax your sex. What better way to invest your tax return than into yourself? I mean, that's really true. You know, really I, feel like, I feel like, you know, if you don't got like kids going on, you know, I feel like that, that's, you know, the smart move. Manscaped does have the full package from head to toe to make sure you get your money's worth this April. A performance package 4.0 classic, the ultimate bundle you need to reinvent yourself and your confidence. Um, the star of the show, uh, lawnmower 4.0 trimmer offering a precise shave on all your wildest edges equipped with an LED light. You can navigate in and out of those difficult areas with ease. And did we mention it's waterproof as well? Yes, we did. In every mm-hmm. other episode that we've had. <laughs> More exciting news. The performance package 4.0 includes Manscaped. Brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 ear mm-hmm. nose hair trimmer. This bad boy has been totally revamped with a new and improved blade and motor. And dare I say, is the best ear slash nose trimmer ever. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. For this, rechargeable comes with skin safe technology which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs. And after clearing your nose, make sure to get rid of that foul ball smell. 
with the crop preserver. The, the FBS. Survivor. Yeah, the FBS. <laughs> oh, man, Not the, the football game. ball subdivision. That no, no, foul no, ball yeah. smell. Yeah, 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 yeah. The football crop subdivision. The, the FCS, <laughs> yes. Um, the, uh, the crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. The crop preserver spray on toner for your balls. Keep your boys from sticking to your leg and leave them feeling brand new. Mm. And, you know, for all my guys out there with a little scruff, Manscaped has the stuff. Beard mm. products. Yeah, the whole package. Wow. Their brand new beard, he- beard Hedger Pro Kit is the head honcho for your concho. Um, containing nine plus products plus wet goods. This is everything you need to craft your signature look. And this start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Um, yes, Manscaped sponsored with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. So if there's any reason you would like to, you know, buy Manscaped products for anything, I mean, it's this, um, you know, a great cause, I have to say. Um, but with all great causes, there's a call to action. So hit it. You're right. <clears throat> and that is get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com don't just get your money back this year get your swagger back too with manscaped and you know what i guarantee your balls will thank you yeah i mean you know and then along with that guarantee is probably uh you're welcome or you know at least an appreciation yes world wrestling entertainment friday night smackdown for the first time here on this program, Full I think. Uh, well, also, did live. you know that they're did you know that they're coming to Louisville in August? I yes, yes, I'm yes, sure we will likely. Do you know what the date is? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just we'll saw figure August, it out. So yeah, yeah we'll no, we'll, out. I'm sure we'll probably be there, barring anything unexpected. Back at the Yum Center, right? I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, this edition was live on Friday, April 14th, from Lincoln, Nebraska. The Pinnacle Bank Center. Shout out to our boy, Popeye Danberger. Yeah. He's from there. Yes, he is. Yeah. Anywho. um, Yeah. So like we said earlier, um, you hadn't watched Dynamite yet. We kind of talked about maybe doing a little more WWE of late. And it's going to be tied with uh, something we got cooking from a narrative perspective here in the near future. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. but yeah, again, I believe this is the first like full SmackDown review discussion, whatever you want to say, on this show. So, mm-hmm. what do you think about SmackDown just as a whole this past week? No, I thought it was uh, well. But before that, have you seen any? You haven't really seen any WWE programming since WrestleMania, right? No, 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 I have not. Okay. And like you know, obviously the Usos and Sami Zayn and all that were were pretty center stage in all this. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, like like SmackDown, like. I mean, like, just has like a just a much more just just you know tight just just well paced thing. You know, I know Raw's like three hours, and the last time I, I mean, you know, I haven't watched it really too much in the Triple H era. But yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been mostly pretty good, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I thought this, I thought this was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, you know, and I think like it didn't linger too much on just replays and promos and things of WWE in the past that just kind of you know loses my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought it was quite captivating the whole time yeah just in i had mentioned like dynamite was a good show but mostly front loaded this was pretty damn solid throughout um <clears throat> excuse me but yeah let's uh let's run through it we had uh 
the oh was the opener we had promos first yes so sorry first we had sammy and ko like you said it's still cooking with the bloodline here um matt riddle is now back and involved um and i love the continuity because solo sokoa or what did you call him earlier solo solo satake which i believe i I think satake i think he might be like the 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 former byu football coach i think it was was something satake yeah i looked up satake and yeah kalane satake Uh, the the, the current head coach of byu they didn't get So Solo Satake had taken out Matt Riddle back in December so he could go to rehab. Um, But I I love the continuity with that, getting him right back into this storyline. I know our friend Matt Ridder does not not like Matt Riddle, but we do here. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm happy to see him back for sure. Um, And yeah, this was really just kind of setting up uh, what's to come, which we do end up learning later on um when the rematch is going to happen but um yeah just a nice promo to start it's kind of the theme here is you know jay uso lying according to Sami Zayn. i think he said something about like you know yours I, I can't remember how oh like if only i could do anything as good as you're good at as good at lying god i fucked that up so bad but you know what i'm saying yeah um called him a liar my yeah. opinion's unfair Oh, and um, they mentioned that to KO, hey, Sammy backstabbed us. He's going to backstab you. So kind of keeping these same tropes going, but um, pretty solid promo here to start the show. What'd you think? Yeah, no, I thought it was pretty great, too. I mean, you know, really could just kind of set the stage for for what kind of came up at the end, you know, kind of was just sort of a great bookend just to kind of, you know, really just kind of kickstart the drama in the story of this show. And Riddle made his way out as the bloodline was seemingly about to attack KO mm-hmm. and Sammy, which, yes, like you said, set up the main event and it sets up some future action between these few as well. But, uh, yeah, um, I will, I'll wait till we get to the actual match announcement for that. But, yes, yeah, solid sure. promo here to start. And I've got this up on the other computer. But, okay, then we get to our first match which was Xavier Woods picking up a bit of an upset win over, yeah, L.A. Knight <laughs> in 11 minutes, 45 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. L.A. Knight's fucking great. And mm-hmm. Xavier Woods is so underrated and awesome, and I feel like I haven't seen him a ton lately. Um, I don't remember if he was hurt, but I know Biggie's been hurt, obviously. Kofi's been out, and I don't watch SmackDown, like, the whole show often, but I feel like I hadn't seen him in – you know, a, a big, call it a big singles match, not huge, but a featured match here against a guy that's clearly being pushed and on the come up and guy that Triple H, which who the hell knows who's running this shit show, is apparently very high on in L.A. night. Um, right. But Xavier Woods with, I'm not going to call it a fluke win. You know, I think it was a smart win. He got took advantage with the O'Connor role. Mm-hmm. Um, as LA Knight was trying to cheat by rolling him up with the tights, I thought it was a very clever finish and I, just a, a rock solid opener to start this show. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was great. And it was, you know, LA Knight's, uh, got it. I don't know, he's just really fun, you yes. know. Yeah, Ooze, literally oozing with charisma. The guy, he is. he is, I think WWE is like, that's where this guy should be, you know, yeah, he's yeah. got that, that personality, like where you could see him in the main event, in the yeah. future, opening a Raw or a SmackDown, closing it. Like, I, I think 
you know, I like that they're kind of taking their time with him. And I'm not mad about Xavier getting this W because that set something up for him later in this show. But sooner than later, I think our boy, yeah, L.A. Knight uh, has got to start picking up some Ws and getting what, what, him in some bigger feuds. What was his NXT name again? I was trying to think of it when I was watching it. It was L.A. LA. No, so he became L.A. Knight in WWE, but his name was Eli Drake. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I was trying like to think. Impact and NWA. Okay, yeah, I was trying to yeah. think of that, and I, just, and I just cannot remember. Which I was on the record. I think we both were of hating the name L.A. Knight. It's grown on me, and yeah, I mean, yeah. it definitely fits. You know, I think he's grown into this character, this name, what have oh, yeah. you. But a lot more WWE, you know. Yeah. And I, th- I think like he has a higher ceiling with that name and character than he has with the Eli Drake one. Yeah, uh, I, I'm okay with it now. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's uh, he's a special talent for sure, and uh, mm-hmm. he's definitely done a lot of work with our boy David Marquez. And he actually mentioned him like before you were walking in. And there were some yes in the crowd, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's the man. And the, I feel like the crowd on this show was pretty hot the whole yeah. night. Like yeah. this, this one, and then the pre-Santos match, especially hot for that one. I felt like, but yeah, yeah, good, good action here for good sure. Judge. Yes. Uh, they mentioned the draft is coming up, and when is it, that? It, yeah. So it begins two weeks from this past SmackDown. And then continues on the following Raw. So this will be right before Backlash. I would have thought it would have been after, and you kind of reset after that. But, yeah, a lot of changes going to be coming here to the rosters. You know, good time for a shakeup. You know, be interesting to see if, you know, we – We've talked about a little bit on this show. I have more on others. The potential split of the street profits between you know Dawkins and uh, Montez Ford. I hope they don't split them, but that would not surprise me. Um, it'd be interesting to see, like with Cammy, Cammy, <laughs> Sammy, and KO um, as the tag team champs. You know, they have both sets of belts. Like they're going to mm-hmm. be on both shows, but it'll be interesting to see, like if they get split. Right. Um, but yeah, excited to see this. Um, yes. And Triple H, Sean Laz, is on the record saying it's going to be the best draft ever. And oh, I sound like Vince. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, hey, Not a little bit more subdued. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, re- he's really running it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so yeah, it was right after this, we had it pretty much immediately. Uh, we had the Imperium boys backstage, and in comes Xavier. No, uh, that was uh, funny. Uh, uh, yeah, they did not take too kindly. No, to, no, no, uh, no. They, no, they, they the don't trombone. like they don't like trombones, or, which or, used or, to be or, named... or a big band or swing music. Yeah. You know, and, the, yeah. fr- the trombone. This was many, many years ago when he first started using it. He named it Francesca. Oh, really? And then when it got destroyed, he had Francesca too. So I'm just gonna call it Francesca. But um, Gunther who, who was destroyed so... it. I can't remember. I yeah. honestly can't remember, but it was definitely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Gunther was so pissed off that he agreed to give Woods a shot at the Intercontinental title. And I was surprised that uh, Woods said it was his first shot at that belt. Again, mostly a tag team guy. Uh, did win King of the Ring a few years ago, but he's awesome. I mm-hmm. said it oh, earlier. Yeah, yeah, so no, underrated. Yeah. So entertaining. Mm-hmm. Gunther's going to beat his ass, but I think Xavier will, you know, put on a good show. Hopefully he'll get a few near falls. I hope it, I don't think it'll be a squash, um, yeah. but Gunther's going to win decisively probably, but 
hey, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Are you? I am. <laughs> I am. I'm, yeah, no, I think this, I mean, anything with Gunther in it's great. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay, so they had the Judgment Day. We're backstage with uh, Kayla Braxton, and then they came out, and Priest talked about Bad Bun. He's going to be yeah. the host. Ross, quit drinking my water. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to titty flick him. <laughs> he wasn't, but he was about to. About to. Um, with his cataracts. Yeah, he's so cashed. Uh, but backlash coming up. I think it's May second in Puerto Rico, hosted yeah. by Bad Bun. Um, Priest already talking some shit. Let's remember that those two actually teamed together. Remember when Bad Bunny wrestled, it was Bad Bunny and Priest, I believe, against Miz and John Morrison. So mm-hmm. now they're def- like, this is all building to Priest and Dominic against Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny at Backlash. Like, right. that's definitely what's happening here. And it'll be awesome. I'm sure it'll be awesome because Bad Bunny, <laughs> Bad Bunny is cool, uh, was great. The yeah. first time. And, you know, he's been getting in the action. He got b- beat up a little bit. I think it was either the Raw after Mania or this past week. Uh, but the guy can work. It's going to be exciting. Uh, but this was all – his promo was basically setting up for that. Mm. And, yeah, then we had the match, the aforementioned match between Damian Priest defeating Santos Escobar in 11 minutes and 35 seconds. Mm. In another very fun yeah, this is really exciting, back and man. forth, uh, hot, very dramatic, crowd. like lots yeah. of people kept flying in and out, lots of near falls down the stretch. Yeah, I, ended, I went four stars on this match, I had a blast with it. Um, interesting for me to see Santos in the face role because I've back when he was King Cuerno in uh, Lucha Underground and his whole time as Santos in NXT and on the main roster, he's been heel, mm. but the guy's awesome. He's going to be great at this. I love the, the re uh, formation of the LWO back from 98 WCW days, rocking the same shirts and everything. Big yeah. fan of that. Yeah. But, very, uh, yeah. Very, very big old school kind of vibe yeah. with that. Yeah. And those guys got involved, you know, Dominic, I can't remember if Finn Balor was there. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. No. Dominic and Rhea. You know, she got involved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of just a lot of chaos going around. And yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, no, I thought this was a whole lot of fun. Like a great kind of just centerpiece. I thought, you know, just like kind of lots of, like any sort of judgment day thing, you know, it, it just has that extra just injection of of inc- excitement. You know, there's just like an intense lot. Yeah, I feel like, you know, like even Dominic, you know, like I feel like they've made Dominic just well, he did know, go to prison. You did go to prison. But I mean, you know, they, they, they still have made him seem like more formidable. Yeah. You know, like this is totally the right move for his uh, character, I think. No doubt. And then yeah. after the match, we had Priest uh, attempting to put Escobar through the table. But Ray came down um, and. He gave Dominic the head scissors into the near 619 setup, but he was saved by Priest and Rhea. Um, but yeah, I think it's clear as day where we're headed here, and uh, it's exciting. It's yeah. uh, I think uh, Backlash is going to be pretty fun. Yeah. Okay, and then we had the bloodline in the locker room. This was interesting because Solo Sokoa rarely talks, and he was very firm here. Um Heyman had said he got a message from Roman saying that when Riddle, Zane, and Owens embarrassed them, they embarrassed the entire bloodline. And Heyman was starting to talk, and Solo cut him off. And he's like, I got this. 
I got this. Hey, motherfucker, I got this. Uh, So, yeah, I really like that. uh, that I think you should show more respect to Paul Heyman. (laughs) The wise man. The wise man, yeah. But I love how they've built up Solo. Uh Satake, is that it? Satake, yeah, Solo (laughs) Satake. You know, he's the enforcer. He doesn't need to talk. But mm-hmm. when he talks, it matters. And yeah. uh, he's, the, yeah. he's their cousin, right? Or no, he's the, he's the other. He's, he's another a, brother. Yeah. Another yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe there's another one, or maybe that is a cousin. There's a younger one that's like, I don't think he's in wrestling, but I saw like a picture of him and he's just fucking huge. So, it, I'm it, sure. it, and this is all kayfabe. Is this kayfabe brothers or like real life? No, they're real brothers. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. The cool. Usos yeah. and Solo are real brothers. Yes. Um, and wow. their father is Rikishi. And then are, are, are Jay and Jimmy twins? Yes. Yeah, okay, gotcha. All right. Yep. So next we have the women's tag team champs of Liv Morgan and Smiley Raquel Gonzalez or Rodriguez. I still uh, always want to call her Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. I still don't know why they fucking changed that, but uh, it's, it's Rodriguez. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they came out and Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green quickly came out. And talking about how they basically bullied uh, the manager, Adam Pearson, to giving him a match. Uh, yeah. You know, not a whole lot here, but I like Chelsea Green. Um, I like, I think Sonya's fine too. So, yeah, fine set of first challengers here. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm honestly not super familiar with this storyline, you know? <laughs> I think it's just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. this was kind of the start of it. Oh, really? really? This is the of it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, no, this is sort of the one part of it. I was just, of the show, I was just kind of like, what? You yeah, know, like yeah, and yeah, the rest of it I kind of you know was able to trace you know from WrestleMania in the pay per view. Yeah, but well, yeah, the, both these teams were in that like four way tag fuck fest. Or oh whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and the the you know the women's tag titles have long been marred by fans. So you know, Liv and Raquel are both great. So you know, maybe they'll have a nice little run with them. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Okay, then they showed the. Uh, what do you think about this when they showed Matt Rule <laughs> go big red or whatever? Did yeah, you that was yeah, embarrassing. Was hilarious. <laughs> because they, yeah, they like went down the line and showed Husker football players, and yeah, they cut the Matt Rule. And yeah, he was saying like go big red or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. They, he just thought he's like, I, I got to go on SmackDown, you know, that's yeah. going to convince recruits to come here. You know, well, especially with Nebraska football, with how they've kind of you know been suffering, you know, uh, big time. Yeah, yeah. So were the Carolina Panthers as a result. No, um, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, Matt so we have the return of Shinsuke Nakamura, mm-hmm. and I really got a nice hoot out of Emma, really talking up Madcap Moss in the back, saying like, "You're you're gonna be one of them." Saying, "Yeah, top draft pick, top draft pick. You got to win this match." Nope. And Pretty quick. Shinsuke Nakamura defeats Madcap Moss in a minute 30. Yep. Squashy squash. <laughs> um, yep. I love it in the sense that Nakamura's been gone for a while. I don't think he's yep. been hurt because he wrestled Keiji Muto in the Tokyo Dome in January. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but he'd been off TV for a long time. Guy for many, many years in WWE has not been used great on the main roster. Hopefully, if Triple H is still running this shit, hopefully uh, we start to get Nakamura a bit of a push. Uh, at least just get him some good fucking competition here. Yeah. Um, and there is something later on, or is it right after this match? I is can't it, even. Uh, is it a broom? See. 
It was okay, so it was right after this. Um, yes. Moss tried to attack him and then got put in the arm bar. So yeah, he just got embarrassed. But yeah, um, it came up. Scarlet had like a tarot card with Nakamura on it, and Karrion Cross popped in and said, TikTok. Um, that's his thing. Not a mm. cross fan, never really yeah. have been. Uh, no. I hope Nakamura goes over him for the love of God. That'd be um, nice. Yeah, I'm not gonna be happy if uh, he jobs out to Harrion Cross. No, that would that would be Barf Zilla. Barf. Okay. Uh, then there was Braun Strowman and Ricochet walking backstage, and they got fucked up by the Viking Raiders. They did. Yeah, they got put on the Viking cruise. They sure did. <laughs> what was that from? No, no, no. That was from the Switch one. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was... <laughs> Yeah, I remember you mentioned that somewhat recently. But yeah. um, okay, so just before the main event, we did have a pretty interesting uh, Paul Heyman promo um, talking about. Okay, so he brought up that in two weeks on SmackDown, which will be the night of the first night of the draft, so I, you know they're trying to make that a bigger show. Mm-hmm. We will have the rematch for the undisputed tag team championships between. I was about to say Cammy again. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos, which to me means backlash will likely be those two and Riddle against the Usos and Solo. I think, you know, they're probably going to keep Reigns away for a little bit at this point. Um, So that'll be great, I'm sure. And I'm positive this rematch is going to be great again as well. But I want to bring something up. What do you think – the chances are that the Usos get them back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's I, a really I, good that's a really good question. I don't know. I mean, like I could see it happening, you know, but like I don't know. I don't know if they're going to want to revert all the way back to like where the bloodline just has all these titles. You know, I think you you know, even though like Roman sort of kept the uh, undisputed, like I think you got to like try to move forward from this and and not backward like that. Um, because I don't think you want to hot potato it. So I, so I, I, I wouldn't say less than 50%. I think so too, but I was just kind of thinking like, you know, we all kind of assumed that WrestleMania was going to be like the ultimate crumbling of the bloodline, but it's that not, yeah. obviously didn't happen. So like you said, Roman's still on top. He's threatening them essentially. So let me continue, you know, basically saying that, um, Kevin and Sammy will lose because the tribal chief is losing patience with the two of you. And he said it from behind the Usos wow. and really gave them like a menacing look that they did not see. Uh-huh. And the way they took it, it seemed like he meant Kevin and Sammy. So I yeah. love that little touch there. Uh-huh. Um, so again, I think there's a chance for sure that they get him back and, you know, you kind of get the bloodline back on top. I don't necessarily want to see it because I think the more interesting story would be, okay, if Roman Reigns is losing patience with those two, what's going to happen? As right. opposed to, like you said, just putting them back on top. And yeah, yeah, just business back as there, usual. Yeah. yeah, no, uh, I think that that's definitely, you know, I don't think you can go backwards. You know, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't opinion. shock me, but yeah, I don't, I don't like that. So, yeah. but I think it's possible. I think it'll be a great match, and uh, I'm excited to see it. But and then again, you'll have backlash that following week uh, yep. with this presumed six man, which you know, if they let's just say hypothetically, Kevin and Sammy retain, you mm-hmm. know, they could lose 
like that six man would be a way for them to get back in the good graces of Roman Reigns if they win that match. So right, exactly. that's kind of where my head's at right now. Uh, they keep the tag titles and then the bloodline goes over um, at Backlash. But yeah. Um, okay. So the main event saw Solo Satake defeat Matt Riddle <laughs> in 10 minutes, 50 seconds. Um, yeah, another just damn solid match. You know, I would say the opener and close were both like three and a half star matches mm. and I had the uh, Santos priest at four. So for a two hour television show that, yeah, not, yeah, this was solid. It's you know. WWE. It's yeah, yeah. Some just high quality work going on here. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, like I said, good to see riddle back. Um, solo again, continues to impress every time. And yeah, I it really enjoyed this. Yeah, no, I feel like, you know, especially seeing Riddle back, he was on offense a whole lot, I thought. Yeah, you know, for you sure. You could just see how just agile he is. And, yeah, I mean, he's great to have back. He's a, he's a whole lot of fun, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, um, Solo, Solo Satake just kind of got the best of him, pulled it out there at the end. And, you know, like good result, though. Good result for, for Max Drama and story stuff, you know, to kind of keep this bloodline stuff interesting. Because, as you said, if they're going to keep Reigns away from it, for a while, this is where you got to kind of do the work, and this is where mm-hmm. you got to kind of push the ball along, even if it's you know foot by foot as opposed to yard by yard, yep. you know. And this was kind of one of those moments where I think you know it just sort of moved forward because you know, like you know, you're gonna have to have just sort of a big fun back and forth with you know, these you know, with Satake and the Usos, and then you know, um, uh, Owen, Sami Zayn, and then Riddle, you know, like if this is gonna be kind of your headlining thing i mean and do you not think roman will be fighting at backlash no i don't know so. okay so if like this if this is going to be your big thing you know like you might as well just give it as much intrigue as you can and this uh result gave it um the max amount of intrigue that it could yeah and solo or excuse me riddle was distracted by the usos and he did that dive onto him on the outside yeah. popped back in and was met with a super kick and the Samoan spike. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. the distraction led to it. And then after the match solo was, uh, tried to put riddle through the table that did not break. Yeah. Um, then he put the table on him and then Kevin and Sammy out for the save. So yeah, like you said, really keeping this storyline hot, but, uh, yeah, a nice solid episode of SmackDown raw Agreed. was pretty good this past week as well. Mm-hmm. After the, dog shit raw after wrestlemania which was the one which is the only show that vince has been at since wrestlemania so surprise surprise yeah Yeah. um i don't know about tonight if he's there it'll probably be news every night whether vince is there or not these days um but yeah any uh i guess um because since you didn't really talk or (laughs) since you didn't really see dynamite i saw i I saw i mean i thought the derby you know from what i saw the derby sword match was was a whole lot of fun it was excellent yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. it was excellent yeah you know i i I passed up before it was over and did not make um get much of the promo but from what i watched you know it was pretty pretty par for the course for those guys and really good to see derby getting some matches obviously ramping up to this four pillars stuff if they're gonna be doing it which has been very good but yeah Mm -hmm. and he and swerve have tons of history on the indies they're both from the seattle area um but yeah the pro so the promo after um it was so they've kind of been doing this where um you know he had the jungle boy like kind of one-on-one promo now the darby i'm sure there'll be something with sam because they had all the stuff together and now max one-on-one with each but what made this one so interesting is sting came out and he was awesome and he brought up cody by name 
multiple times, mm-hmm. uh, which is that wow. hasn't happened too much recently yeah. because he was basically Max was ripping on Darby for having Sting as his daddy. Yeah. Um, and basically Sting is like, well, you were part of Cody. I don't I can't remember if he called it Camp Cody or Cody Daycare or something yeah. like that. But he said Cody multiple times. Wow. Because MJF was on screen and off like Cody was kind of a mentor for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was very interesting as yeah. well. Um, <laughs> trying to think off the top of my head of anything yeah. else super noteworthy. Uh, Orange had a great match with Buddy Matthews. That, nice. Um, really selling the – he had a, a hand injury that he was really selling. So did, did, kind of, was it a, t- a title match? Yeah. So he yeah. defended yet again. Mm. Um, and then he wrestled Gabriel Kidd on New Japan yesterday, made his New mm. Japan debut. Haven't seen it yet. I assume he won, so he's up to probably like 16 or 17 title defenses. Right. Yeah, yeah, just just clocking them in. Um, Yaleman's work, yes. Um, more BCC, um, elite stuff, yeah. So Nakazawa and Cutler, the Stooges, so to speak. Mm actually put up a bit of a fight i mean i thought it would oh, really? be like a 30 second squash it went like three something minutes they both got bloodied and battered but like, oh wow kind of looked badass in the as a result yeah um and the bucks ended up returning after that as well because they'd been out or from the matt, hospital yeah yeah and when matt had a legit like triceps injury or oh wow so so, so they're really because yeah i didn't know if they were really hurt or if it was just matt dead. really did have an injury it wasn't like a tear so i mean in the fact that he's back already presumably it wasn't i mean not that it's not serious but it could have been much much worse right um i don't they're probably not or he's probably not cleared to wrestle quite yet but yeah so that storyline continues to be awesome and will continue to be more and more fascinating especially as the kenny hangman i mean they're gonna make up at some point and it's gonna be a big moment so um but yeah, good shit. Um, I think that just about wraps her up for this week, huh? Yeah, she does. Do you have does. anything else? I guess uh, next, uh, don't know when yet, but we uh, will be hopefully having uh, the Dead Ringer Aaron Williams yeah, on yeah, yeah. probably yeah, for next episode. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be and pretty tight. as mentioned, some BBB narrative stuff on the way. We're going to be getting yes, in the lab this week. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, going to yeah, we'll be, be a lot yeah, of we'll fun. Yeah, we'll be working on it, yeah. No, yeah, that'll be good. You know, that'll be good to kind of kind of get to work on that because had some other writing obligations. Now got those out of the way, so so should have a a, a cleaner slate to do this do it this week. So, Hell yeah, yes. Um, never say this, but follow us on Twitter, Instagram yeah, at Brainbuster Boys, YouTube uh, as you uh, can find us now. Yeah, yeah. Um, check out Derby City Wrestling. Yes, um, if and you're in the Re- area on my. And- 50- and wrestle right. arts, obviously, arts. our, our yeah, boys yeah. over there. If you're in the yeah. indie area, um, yeah, you know, definitely gotta gotta um, gotta throw that up. So, uh, so yeah, love indie shows. Glad yes. I'm, I'm glad you had Brick kind of dipping your toe into that big time. Yeah. Okay. Until next time. Bye bye. Ciao. Der. <laughs>